Hey everyone, in this AB Talks with Ahad Razamir, we get to talk to him when he said that he hardly does any interviews. So I hope to all the fans and to all the people getting to know him, you're going to see sides of him that you haven't seen before. Enjoy the episode. Hi Ahad. Hi. How are you? I'm good, how are you? How's Dubai treating you? I love it. Yeah, first time? No, no. Uh, I've been here too many times. Oh really? Yeah. And you like it? Every time. Treats you well? Yeah. Okay, how are you really doing? Good. I mean, I think I'm doing just as good as everybody else in the world is doing right now because of what's going on, but I'm good. Yeah. Where is uh, Ahad in all of this? Uh, Healthy, happy, distressed, nervous? I think nervous, but happy. But I mean, it's a mix of emotions. I kind of feel like I'm... Floating. Floating. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the only way for me to put it. Why I'm kind of just going with whatever's happening, you know. It's, it, instead of things being kind of planned out and organized, I think whatever's coming my way, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll just float with it. And you think it's a good thing? I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I just think it's what, it's what I know right now. Hmm. So It's a very interesting word to choose. And it's very applicable to... Like post-COVID, because yeah. COVID just changed everybody's plans, yeah. everybody. Because, yeah, I mean, I usually, like, I'm somebody who likes to know what's going on, likes to know what I'm doing next week or whatever it is. But things are so, I mean, everything happening is so fluid that, you know, you don't know about tomorrow. I mean, generally don't know about tomorrow. But right now it's like, man, I don't know what, I don't know what the next few months are going to look like. And I, nobody does. And I think that kind of, that sits in the back of everyone's head all the time. And I think maybe as human beings, we're not used to it. Hmm. So which is why maybe we're like, maybe a little stressed out all the time. But yeah, especially if you're used to being very you know, punctual and yeah. organized and suddenly you, you realize not. it's not in your hands. Yeah, I can relate. Um, how was your childhood? My God, I don't think anyone's ever asked me that really? question. How was your childhood? I think it was good. I think... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it was pretty normal. It was uh, hectic in some sense because I moved a lot. Okay. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I moved between Pakistan and Canada and a lot of traveling in the middle. So I, I kind of feel like sometimes identity is a big kind of challenge. When, like when you say childhood, I always have, well, what was my childhood like? And I go, well, uh, it, was, it was good. It was I don't know, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, it was pretty weird, actually. <laughs> it was kind of a weird childhood, moving around, and uh, I mean, I, most of my childhood was spent in Canada, and uh, my, father's, my father's an actor, so the weird thing was my father kept me away from all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So when, we, when I moved back to Pakistan in like, I think it was 2009 or something like that, I had no idea what that world was. So... You know what I mean? So identity becomes a bit of a confusing thing to, to grasp. You mean between being in Canada and that life and then in Pakistan? That's the identity clash? Yeah. And then when you're, when you're there, you see things you appreciate and things you don't appreciate. When you're back in the other place, you're seeing things you appreciate and don't appreciate. And you're going, well, I don't know. It's, it's difficult because, like I said, if my childhood is there, my friends are there, my life is there, you know, my stuff is there, my books are there, my, my favorite guitar is there. And then when I come here, it's like I miss those things. But when I'm there, I miss the other things. So I don't know. It's a, it's a challenge sometimes. So I think my whole childhood has been kind of like that. 
It's human nature, though. Like, we need the contrast to appreciate. You know, if you weren't yeah. there, you wouldn't appreciate certain things here. It's, I guess it's in, it's on us humans. You, you know, somebody passes away and then we remember all the great things yeah, they've true. done. And while they were there, we kind of knew, but we didn't really highlight it and say, you know, thank God for all of these things. But the moment they're gone, it becomes grandiose. And you're like, oh, I remember those good days and the good memories. Yeah. It's human nature, I guess. And um, you said you moved a lot. Was it only between uh, Pakistan and Canada? Canada yeah. That's it. That's it. And Two complete extremes, you know, even yeah. distance-wise. It takes like 24 hours flight time just to get there. Wow. Hmm. And how long did you stay in, in each? I think now it's 50-50. Like 50% really? of my life there, 50% in Pakistan. And how old are you now? Oh, you don't say? No, I say I'm 27. Okay. <laughs> so um, I am tw- 12 years older. Really? Mm. You don't look... 39. Yeah, I thought maybe we were the same age. No, no. We, we dress the same and we have the same, the same sense. By coincidence. By coincidence. By coincidence. But um, no. Uh, yeah, older. Um, relationship with your parents. How was that? Or how is it? It's great. Both? I think it's, like, it's actually... Um, I think it's one of one of the most important relationships in my life is with my parents. I think they, I think maybe I'm too close to my, my parents sometimes, you know, um, mom and dad both. Hmm. Both close. Yeah. Uh, formally close or friends close? Both. Hmm. Both. I think, uh, I mean, I, I think with my mom, obviously she's like my best friend. My dad, there's a little bit of that. It's like, it's the respect. It's not, uh, it's not that it's formal. Uh, but you know, I'm good friends with my dad too. So, hmm. I, I know what you mean. Look, Asian, uh, and I'll categorize Arabs within Asian. Our fathers usually have a much dry, uh, drier, if that's the word, more dry approach with their kids. They're not as loving and compassionate. And yeah. I mean, in man, many cases, maybe some know, but they're like not the guy who will tell you I love you every single day. And, yeah. Uh, Although you know, you know, you don't expect that, but you know it. You know yes. it's there. You know, it you might know. be with the. Whatever it might be in the way that they show it, it's still there. Correct. Correct. Um, closer to one more than the other? No, no. Completely different? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, but you said, uh, I had that your father shielded you away from this uh, world of entertainment. Right. Why? I think... Um, well, I, I just don't think, I, I think he didn't want it to influence me in any way. I don't think he wanted it to, I don't think he wanted me to feel special in any way. You know, mm. he wanted, he said, you live your life, you know, don't, this is a, this is a separate thing that, I mean, because I wasn't aware of it, so I, I can't really say much about it, but it's kind of like the same thing as, like my dad is the same guy in the house that he is outside of the house, so it's not like he becomes a star as he walks out the door or something. Mm. So it's like, I think he kind of drilled that into me that it's like, this is just, this is your job. This is not like, this is, you're just lucky to be part of this, you know? Mm. Don't take it for granted. So I think that maybe that's the reason he kept me away from it is so it doesn't, I guess so it doesn't get to my head or there could be a hundred reasons. I guess I never really, now that you say, I never asked him. So maybe that's what I'll do when I get home. You should. It's an interesting approach. And yeah, I'd love to know his, uh, intentions and why yeah. he would take that strategy you know it's an yeah. interesting way and and what you said might might really apply that you don't want your kid to feel 
oh, I'm popular, I'm this popular boy, you know, yeah. the popular father. And then you have that little Well, because it's like even, you know, back home, it's like people have this idea of I'm, I'm a star kid and stuff. I'm like, well, no, I'm not because I, I didn't know that was there. So like nobody can, I don't think anybody can say that to me. And if, and if anybody says, you know, well, you're an actor because your dad was an actor. So, well, no. A, I didn't know that he was. <laughs> B, I went to university. I, I studied. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I, I worked professionally in Canada for, for many years, you know, and I, I think I was just fortunate that when I came to Pakistan, you know, my career uh, started doing well. And hmm. so, I, so that's the thing, you know, people will always say that no matter what, that there's a bit of star kid or whatever you want to call it. But I mean, there's doctors who have their kids become doctors. Absolutely. There's people in the generations in the armies there's generations of politicians no one says anything but as soon as there's, so a, there's a kid who, who who starts doing a little well they're like well nepotism I'm like well well not really man like i mean i'm i think i'm working hard i think uh i hope i'm working hard that's right that's how i feel does it annoy you no i think it's okay people people should question and people have the right to say you know whatever whatever it is they do say Denzel's son is now acting. Yeah, uh, and he's good. And I, mean. I think, and I think, yeah. The, the thing is, sometimes we have to embrace it. So, uh, your path and your story as Ahad, you were fortunate. It's in your genes. You take that compliment. Yeah, my father is an actor. Yeah, I, I love it. I own up to it's it. It's in my genes, but I also have to do the hard work because yeah. even if this works, let's say it's true, and you became, you got your first chance because whatever, right? Some connection. Right. You won't sustain if you're not good. How many movies will they'll give you if you're not an actually good actor? Yeah, well, I'm o- One, I'll only be two. as good as my as my last yeah. show or whatever it is. So you know? unless you're actually good, then you'll stay in the industry. Yeah, I and think in, in order to stay sane, I go and do my theater work in Canada once in a while when I get time. Nice. So that kind of, you know, resets everything. It mm. brings you right back to where you started. So yeah, I think look, it's your journey, and I don't think there's anything wrong. If your father was successful in something, and maybe that name gave you, and I think I, I don't know if it was Denzel's son or one of the stories like this, right. where he said, "Of course it helped me. Of course my father's career helped me. Yeah. But then I have to work hard yeah. to to take see because you have actually more to prove than yeah, a kid. Can, you got shoes to fill, man. You gotta. Not only that, like, let's say your father is a great actor. Right. Okay. So he's a great actor. Now the son gets a chance because his father has a huge spotlight. He can say, try my son. Right. But now you have to do twice as good as a normal no, actor. They got to compare you. Exactly. And, and you'll have to stand on your own feet. And you don't want them to compare you too much. You need to be independent. It's way more tricky. There are way more pressures than a guy yeah. who has no family in acting yeah. and just comes and joins. No expectation in that one. Yeah. So I don't think people see the point. other side, you know? Um, what does brotherhood mean to you? Brotherhood? Because hmm. I know you're close to your brother. Yeah, how do you know that? How would you know that? A little I know. Oh. Yeah, I love my little brother. He's, uh, he's not so little anymore. He's bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think brotherhood goes, sometimes goes beyond blood. I don't think, mm-hmm. uh, like I have friends who I feel like, you know, I would call my brothers as well. Um, but when it comes to, you know, my little brother specifically, I don't know what it is, you know, it's um, no matter how big he gets, no matter what point he is in his life, like for me, he's a, a baby and um, it's weird. Like, it's just that's just how I see him. So no, I, I become, get it. Believe me, I, I become very uh, I mean, I get a lot of I get a lot of, you know, in trouble because I, I, I feel like I 
when he gets in trouble, I'm always, I take his side. I'm always, Biased. you know. But I feel like, I feel like that's, that's brotherhood. That's what it is. No matter what somebody did wrong or right, it's like, no, I'm, I'm on his side. Nice. That's a good way of saying it. So I guess I, yeah, I guess that kind of answers the question. Mm. And uh, how's school? School? Mm. I don't know, it's been a while since I was in school. School was good. I mean, I liked school. Uh, I was pretty smart. I was pretty smart. I was, I was a good student. Mm. Um, but I, I always had this kind of... Um, I, I never understood why a lot of parents, especially, you know, when it's Indians, Pakistanis, the Asian community, especially because I went to college in, in Canada, and I did my high school in Canada. There's a big pressure to like become a lawyer, doctor, or engineer. engineer. And that, that upsets me because I feel like, man, the people who want to be artists, the people who want to be actors, dancers, singers, painters, whatever it might be, like you, you're, you're taking them from the world, you know? Like those could be gifts that you're giving to the world, you know? And you're, you're, you're taking them. You're not Absolutely. letting them pursue what they want to do, you know? I mean, I went to business school for a while as well. I got my... You know, I got my education in that as well. But when I said, no, I want to go do my, you know, I want a drama degree. That changed my life. That changed my life because I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't just part of a big lot of people doing, pumping out the same thing. I felt that, you know, I, I have some, uh, there's some individual things that I can, that I can give to this, uh, you know, whether it's, whether I was writing or directing or acting, I felt like it was part of me hmm. versus, I don't know. I don't know if that really it makes a lot explains of sense. it or not, but I just, I, there's this, deep resent that I, you know, resentment that I have towards anybody who doesn't let people pursue what they want to do. And mm. it's sad. I think it breaks my heart. Ahad, you're uh, fortunate, and I'll ask you a question about your decision. But to shed more light on what you mentioned, in my AB Talks with Gary V, mm. we talked about this specific thing, is that um, parents, t- because they care, they tell you to study certain things that in their time, right. in their time meant success. So engineer equals success, doctor equals success, lawyer equals success. They don't know what a painter, a painter in their time maybe didn't make money. A footballer, yeah. no, you know? So I wanted to be a footballer, nobody understood it. And, th- but that's the, the danger of what you just mentioned. If I th- apply that rule, one size fits all, to all of humanity, it would right. be a very boring world with lawyers, engineers, and doctors, nobody else, no music, mm-hmm. no art, no painting, no horse uh, racing. Like, imagine, imagine how boring of a canvas yeah. of a world that would be. And it, you're absolutely right to say it's, it's sad. You know, you said something, you said it, you're removing their gifts from what they should yeah. give to the world. But my question to you is, how were you at that young age persistent to say no? This is what I'm studying. And you're in an Asian society, which is not easy. I think, I think life is, is kind of meaningless without risk, right? I think you're right. You know, not everybody can be, you know, no matter how bad they want to be, whatever it might be, an actor or a musician, sometimes it doesn't happen. But if you don't take the risk, and that's my problem. If, if parents don't let their kids take that risk to see what their potential is, they're never going to know. Correct. So fine, you know, you should have, you have to be realistic in life regardless. But if you don't take that first step, which 
I mean, I lived in Canada for most of my life at that point. I didn't speak any Urdu. I didn't know what I was doing. And I said, I'm going to Pakistan. Let's go. I left my friends. I left my life. I left everything just to give it a shot. Not because I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a movie, I'm going to get a TV show, I'm going to do this. I just went just to see if, it would, if I even have a chance. Mm. I took that chance and it, I mean, it worked for me. So that, that's what breaks my heart, is not taking that chance. If you you got you to gotta try. If you don't try, the answer is always no. Yeah, exactly. And, my, and I, had this, I had this weird idea in my head that like, even when I was doing business, when I was doing my business degree, I was like, man, this is like my fallback, right? This is my plan B. I'm like, man, if I have a plan B, then why isn't that just my plan A? Why isn't that just what I would do? If I'm just doing business and put all my, my effort in business then. The day I decided, no, 110% of my effort is going into acting, that's when my life changed. That's when I felt, that's what, you know what I mean? I, did, I didn't have any money, I didn't have anything, there's no fame, there's no nothing, but man, I felt fulfilled. Mm. Like I felt something. So I don't know. I don't know if that answers what but you said. But how do, like, that's what made you think that you think, why am I investing this way? Let me invest in one. Yeah, in one. It takes guts though. And a bit of fear. Like you, you'll be afraid to take that because like you said, you don't have security. Yeah, I was terrified. Or a guarantee. But I knew it's what I wanted to do. Mm. And I think that clarity, that clarity yeah. is like, I mean, it's like breathing. You're like, I know what it is. So I'm not scared. Nice. Um, Something that you mentioned that uh, I like this strategy because you you you're to, you kind of explained the difference between uh, you know following your dream or passion and being realistic, yeah. which I think is a very healthy combination, yeah. and some people lack it. And I like this model where sometimes with parents, I've seen it a few times and I heard they'd say, you know what, what's your dream? Uh, Allah, I want to be uh, a professional wrestler. Sure, yeah. I'll give you two years. You, you do, you try your best. If yeah. you don't, you go back to studying whatever. I even like that approach because I think that young man or young woman now has two years to really give it a shot. The pressure's on, right? Yes. And then if they don't, they're like, okay, I tried. You know, I tried, it didn't work out. Now I'm going to be an engineer or whatever, a business. Uh, yeah. I think that's also a balance. At least it's like halfway, you know? Um, I had, why did you decide and you kind of touched on it but why did you decide to leave Canada and go to Pakistan besides intuition because you mentioned intuition I mean there's there's two parts to this the one is you know that there's a there's a legacy there right my grandfather was part of the the, the industry there my father was and I, I feel like it was natural it was like it was time to to just do that mm. but another part of it was was skin I mean, I know it sounds a little. It's sounds, reality. Sounds that that's the it was skin. Mm. It was the roles being offered, and the beauty of theater, though, was that skin and all that stuff didn't matter. You know, it was all color blind. But I find in the work that I wanted to do, it was, it was, it was, it was tough. Specific you know, roles. Specific roles, or like you know, you want to. I don't know if I can say this, but like okay, you well, you're, gonna, you're gonna get something. This? You're playing a terrorist. I'm a man. That's not what I. That's not what I'm in for. Yeah. You're playing the the typical Indian dude. It's like, well, that's not. And you're going. That's not. That's not it, man. That's just. I don't feel anything. And so that was part of it. Obviously, you know, like I mean, I I went. I went to Toronto. I found an apartment. I went and did like a hundred meetings. And despite all that, 
my dad, I, it was like my dad just mentioned, he said, well, why don't you just go to Pakistan? I went, why didn't I think of that? Hmm. So, I, so I just went. There is the guy, the Asian actor from Star Wars. I, I don't know his name. Riz? Riz Ahmed? No, not, the, not that one. Uh, Asian, يعني, he looks Malaysian, he looks uh-huh. from Singapore. I don't know which nationality he is. I know what you're talking about. I know, I know. But uh, I, uh, I heard the story from a friend who knows him. Hmm. And he said the amount of no's he said to roles because they're like typical Asian guy yeah. behind the cashier. Typical Asian guy that doesn't speak English very well and has an accent. And he kept saying no, 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 no. And then you know what comes to his lap? And he's a martial artist, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering more about him. He gets the role to be in Star Wars and a main role. Yeah. Like one of the top roles, you see him on the poster. And he, he the whole point of his conversation was he knew what he he was worth. Exactly, yeah. And he kept saying no. And he kept saying no until he landed on something that was worth... And, and no isn't easy to do. No. Saying no was difficult. Especially when you need money and you need yeah. security. That's something I had to learn, you know, the hard way. It was like, say no. Hmm. Say no. But what is it? What To what? To how much? And I think the, the point where you realize what exactly, like you said, what it is that you think you're worth and what inspires you. That's what you, that's where, that's what you wait for. Hmm. All right. It bothers you if somebody says uh, a saying like like father, like son? Yeah. It bothers you? Um, no, I don't think so. I think my father is an amazing man. I think he's... Uh, I think he's as close to... Uh, what I would say, he's as close to perfect as you'll get. Hmm. So if somebody says, well, like father, like son, I'd be like, I hope so. <laughs> nice. I'd, I'd like to hope so. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's the, the tough thing I think about like this job or this life I think is just is just like perception perception in I mean I want you to see me how I want you to see me but no matter what I do you're still gonna you can't control you, it you can, I can't control it you know and the way it applies to my work is like when I have a character I know how I see them I know how I want them to sound and and feel but at the end of the day, there's just there's just so much I can do. Like I can go 99% and make it perfect, but that 1% is just audience perception. And then what's scary about that is then besides the characters, then there's me. And there's like, well, I, I want people to, I, like I want them to perceive me the way, the way I, I perceive myself. And I've, I've found that that's now, it's, it's an impossible task. It's mm. not, it's unattainable. Mm. People will see you how they want to see you, no matter what. Correct. It's yeah. It's an important realization and yeah. acceptance. Um, do you like fame? I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody would not like it. I just, I think for me, I just love my work. Like I love acting. I love, I love storytelling. I mean, that's been part of me for forever, for as long as I can remember. I just think sometimes people are ready for it and sometimes people aren't. I don't know where I was when it happened. Hmm. I don't know if I was ready, wasn't ready. I, I, so it just is what it is. Like I said, like I'm floating. I'm like, man, like, hey, well, what, let's just, just whatever direction the wind's going, okay, I'll just start going in that direction. Hmm. So I think, yeah, I like it. I think anybody would like it. But maybe in small doses, maybe in very small doses. Maybe in small doses it's healthier because it's organic and uh, power gets people drunk on it. And it's, fame yeah, a, can get somebody drunk and 
you get into the zone and it does look everything changes us when people are like oh, it won't change me it changes you but hopefully better it's okay to change and this is what people should resist saying i don't change no it's okay to change but hopefully in a good direction yeah. you become more grounded you become more appreciative you don't forget your real friends and all of that so. i guess that's what i'm scared of right i don't know how i've changed i i mean my it's not like my, my family doesn't say anything my friends they don't you know, they don't say anything, but I mean, I, internally, when I think about it, I, I don't know. I don't know how I've changed because now I don't remember me from a couple of years ago. Mm. I don't know who that was. And what's weird about it is when I left Canada for the first time to come and pursue my, my career in Pakistan, I didn't go back for like four years. So when I went back, I was like, oh, this book that I was reading that I forgot about, oh, this, that, this person, all these things flashes of four years old me started coming back and it's a very uncomfortable feeling mm. because you you've changed well yeah and you like le- you like left you left somebody there you left yourself there so you come back and you're trying to piece that person back together but they're not there you can't hold them they're not tangible so it's it's a weird feeling i've been in something similar i studied in boston right and the first time I went back, I'm like... Was it like after quite some time? Yeah, or it was after quite some time. I was married at the time and I went and I wanted to show her. And I'm like, it's not the same. The energy is different, the vibe, the place, even the places I would like to eat. But was the city different or was it you that was different? Me? It was me. It wasn't the city. The city remained the same. The people changed, of course. The people who I knew there and me and my right. generation. So I know what you mean. It's it's a strange feeling, and it's maybe bittersweet. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, you like is. you kind of miss those days. But then it's not the same, and you can't go back to it. It's kind of like if you were, I'm gonna assume, you were in high school, you had friends, you go to Canada, you come back, the guy who was your best friend probably in class, you can't even hold a ten minute conversation anymore with him. <laughs> You know, and you're like, yeah, with some this people, was my yeah. guy. But now you're a different, evolved human that you don't see eye to eye anymore. So yeah, it's how it is. Do you think you're a people pleaser? Yeah, I think so. I think, and it's a, I don't like that about myself though, because I find that in in the like striving to please everybody, you piss off a lot of people. And, and yeah, because it's you can't do, I don't know why, I have this problem, I take on impossible tasks, right? But it's like, in order to keep everyone happy, you will yourself be miserable and you'll upset everybody in the, in the, in the long run. It's, you can't achieve Not it. that that changes what I'm going to do, but. <laughs> no, like it is, a, you have to, with age and now experience, you, I'm not saying lose who Ahad is. If Ahad is a, is a guy who likes to bring joy and happiness and take care of people he cares about, don't lose that ever. It's a beautiful thing that is rare. But you hone it, you polish it, you know how to protect it, and you know realistically that not everybody I'm going to please. But more importantly, am I pleasing Ahad? Is Ahad okay? Because sometimes when you give too much of yourself, you're left with nothing for yourself. You know, and that's the danger of being a people pleaser. You become sometimes, a lot of people become depressed or miserable or because it's tiring. Everybody, you're like, I'm trying to please about 32 me? people, yeah. but I realize only 15 are okay, the rest no, and I'm disappointed in myself. Yep. 
It's dangerous. Why did you, Ahad, why did you um, choose to get married young? I just found the right person. But it's that simple, man. Like I just felt that it was, like I just connected to her. Although we're completely different people. Hmm. Completely. Complementary? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're like magnets, sometimes we're like opposites. <laughs> but I don't know, I just, it made sense to me. You're a very intuitive guy. You follow intuition, right? Well, I, I try to. I don't, I don't know. Because I think I... I'll tell you, I'll repeat what you said. You decided to go to Canada based on intuition. Yeah. You decided to come back to Pakistan based on intuition. So you, uh, and you decided to study drama based on intu- intuition. Yeah. You're a very intuitive guy. And now you're telling me I got married because she was not, like it was, you didn't even think. I didn't. I did, really didn't. I was like, nope, this is it. I can feel it. Very interesting. And what does love mean to you? I think I maybe I answered this question once before, but now I think I, my opinion has changed a little bit. I think love is something that just is not, whatever the feeling is, it's not forced. It just is. And I think, I think what I discovered that through uh, realizing that, uh, I think part of it has to do with acceptance. Is sometimes people just are the way they are. You know, you can't, for example, your family, your direct family, there is nothing you can do to change them. And even if they might upset you or they really just really got into your nerves or whatever it might be, for some reason, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. And I think love is just that acceptance of who somebody is and you just you accept them as yours, uh, whether that's your, your wife or your friends or whatever it might be or just people in general. I think, I think that's what love is. And I think love is just a, it's a part of it's part of being human no matter what. So however you want to look at it, I mean, like romantically or just love as as a society, like I just I think like I love people. I love people. I, I choose to see the good in people because I think that's I mean, that's just a part of me. So I don't know. I think yeah, that's what it is. Love is just accepting somebody for who they are. I think ahead. That is one of the best answers I've ever heard. Okay, all right, cool. I think you said two things that I want to even remind myself of. You said love is not forced. Yeah. And I think that's fucking great, by the way. It's, it's so true. It's not forced. It should be like the flow of water. Like yeah. Very seamless. Maybe it has the flow of water will hit the walls here and there, but it's, it's flowing. Yeah. So natural. And you said something. Uh, you said uh, it's, it's acceptance. And it is one of the most rare things is to accept another individual. And unfortunately, people, sometimes after they love somebody, they want to change them. So there is no acceptance. Now, is that true love? Is that ego? You know, and, and you see people, they fall in love. I don't want you to do this. I don't want you to go out after this time. I don't want you to wear that. Don't hang out with this. Well, I think people confuse. Is that acceptance? They confuse love with like owning somebody. Possessiveness. You don't yeah. own. You don't own anybody. I mean, you own yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I. I, I think. I, I couldn't. I could. I can't force anything. I would never force anything. A on my wife or on anyone I love. I mean, it doesn't. You're not loving them. You're possessing them, which is very dangerous. Yeah. There is um, one of the gurus said this. 
I think it was an Osho book, actually, I read. And he said, why do human beings, when they're walking in a garden and they see a very nice flower, they're like, oh, lovely. So the psychology is, it's my flower now, but it's going to die. You just took it out of its roots. It's going to die in two days. If you actually love that flower, you nourish it. You make sure there's sunlight. You make sure there's soil. You make sure there's water because you love it. You want it to flourish. And that is where I think true love, which you were described nicely, you let them, you celebrate them with the way they are. You don't try to alter. Who are you to try to alter? Very nice. What makes you feel valuable? Valuable? Hmm. Man, you got some really interesting questions. I've never, like, valuable is such a, such a specific word. Uh, I, I don't know, man. What makes me feel valuable is... I don't know. What makes you feel valuable? Help me out. Like, I, I don't know. I'll, what... I'll elaborate. Um, human beings, uh, from a very young age, we do things to be recognized and get credit. So like you go to your mom and you're like, Mama, look, I drew the tree. Right. And she says, fantastic. And you're like, you're like proud. You know, they go yeah. back and you're so made you feel valuable. And the more we grow, the more we are in search of what our mission or our skill set, like you said, like you mentioned the gift to the world. Right. And I think the moment if you're lucky enough to find your gift, you kind of it validates you. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes some people will be like, um, I like uh, doing NGO, NGO work, philanthropy work. It makes me feel alive. Some person says, I like to pe- make people laugh. I'm a comedian. The moment they laugh, I feel they laugh. I feel valuable. So to each their own. Certain things in our life, when we do, we feel, or somebody says, ah, oh, giving money to my family. You know, I make them feel happy and secure. It makes me feel worth something. I mean, I don't know if I'm answering the question the way you want, but when I, when I do my work, when I create, I mean, I think essentially when people say, well, what's, what's acting? I'm like, well, you're creating somebody, you're creating life, you're, I mean, I'm not comparing it to birth, but I'm saying you are molding a human being. Hmm. I, I know, at least I feel I've, I've done something valuable when I know at the end of the day, it's breaking my heart to put it to rest. Interesting. Because uh, I feel when, whether I've done, whether it's a film or a, or a series or something, the last day on set is just, if it's breaking my heart, I've done something right because I feel like I've, there's somebody there. There's somebody there who now is gone. Mm. Now you'll see them on the screen, but you won't live them anymore. It's the same way when, you know, I, I did a show in 2019 and I did that same show every day at seven o'clock. The show started. Seven fifteen is the cue where this character starts crying, right? And I did that for almost two months. So when the show is over and I'm sitting at home and and it's seven fifteen and I start crying naturally, I'm going. I've wow. done something. I did something right. At least I I feel that. Wow. I'm sitting at the table. There's no theater. There's no nothing. I'm about to have a glass and something and a reaction happens in your body. So you know that, okay, at least you've given, you've given value to yourself in that, in that way that you, now you remember those people. Hmm. And at the same time, it's you, but it's somebody else. Hmm. And I think it's a, that's why I love the work. It's so interesting. Um, what are you afraid of? I mean, I'm afraid of a lot of things. I, 
I'm afraid of um, I'm afraid of losing things. I mean, you can fill in the blanks on whatever those might be, but I'm, I'm afraid to not have what I have now. Um, and I don't mean that career-wise. I mean that like a, an actor's life is like this anyway. I'm talking about when I'm at home, hmm. the things I have around me, the people I have around me. That scares that scares me. Hmm. What's uh, a best moment in your life so far? Best moment in my life, I think. Um, I don't know if it's happened yet. I don't know. Mm. Nothing pops up. I mean, a lot of things pop up. I mean, getting married, being around my family, um, keeping my family's name, you know, going forward. Mm. My grandfather's name, people still, when they say my name, you know, my grandfather's name. It's like those moments, you know, when people appreciate my work, like those are the best moments. But the best moment, I don't think is, I don't think it's happening. These are some of you. I'll take that. Yeah. Worst moment. I've had a lot of those. Give me any you want. You want. Um... I might feel a little uncomfortable talking about it, but my, my friend, um, uh, my friend died about five years back. He was very young, so we were all about 22 at that time. Um, yeah, 22. And it's right before I left for Pakistan. And it was, a, you know, like how all boys have, you know, they have a group of friends, right? There's, there's five of us. And, um, and, and you know, the, it's what's, what's uncomfortable about it is, uh, is just, how suddenly it happened. Uh, you know, I remember I got on a flight for Toronto. As I was saying, I was, went for, looked for, for an apartment, for meetings, that's the same time. And I went and I, um, the night before my friend was in the hospital and I was talking to another one of those friends who were saying, when we get back, we're gonna tell him to you know, get his shit together and you know, whatever it might be. And I, I remember I landed in Toronto, I got off the flight and my friend called me. And one friend picked up the phone. I picked up, but he was talking to me and he's saying, hey, so, and I'm going, what's up? He's like, hold on, talk to the other guy. So he gave the other friend the phone. I'm going, what's going on? Like, somebody going to tell me what's happening. And they told me he died. Uh, so our five became four. So that, that moment of realizing how short life is and then, you know, at the age of 22, I'm going, me and my friends are all, gathered and we're carrying the body and it was and it's just like this that was probably the worst i've ever felt in my life i mean i've had family members die uh, everyone has but then for a friend friend a friend is it's different it's like uh because now i mean i feel like how long ago was that we've all gotten older he's the same i mean for us he's still that's that's all we have now because mm. he's not going to get older with us so I think that's a, the worst moment is realizing how short life is. How did he pass, if I can ask? I had a heart attack. At that young age? Yeah, also he's a very fit person, very fit. That's so scary. And he was in the hospital. So that's the weird thing. We knew he was in the hospital and we're, all of us are giving him shit. We're like, we're gonna go, we're gonna tell him to fix his diet. We're gonna go, we're gonna tell him he gotta get his life together. Da, da, da. We're talking a bunch of shit. And then the next day. Wow. 
That kind of death is very hard because it hits you completely out of the blue. Yeah. Even though he's in hospital, you're like, he's young, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. And now the worst part is, the worst part is, when the four get together, it's not the same. we're all kind of, we all feel it. Nobody says anything. Nobody says anything. But we all have this kind of like, when it's two of us, nothing. When it's three, nothing. But when all four are together, it's very uncomfortable. It was very uncomfortable at my wedding. All four of us were there, but we all just felt, he's here, but he's not here. Mm. Um, any regrets? No. I don't think so. I think every decision I've made in my life has gotten me to where I need to go. Mm. So I can't really regret anything. I think I regret being, if I've ever been rude to my mother, I regret that. Uh, nobody should be rude to their mother or their father or their family, but your mother specifically. Mm. Never be rude to your mother. So anytime that I've done that, I regret it instantly. Mm. Like it's like this, like oh, <laughs> your heart is just tearing apart. You're like, why did I say this, you know? So yeah, that's my only regret. Nothing else. What's the what's your mother's name? Samra. Sema? Samra. Samra. Uh, so Samra in one word. Samra in one word. Pure. Mm. Sajal in one word. It's feisty. <laughs> nice. And um, last one. Ahad in one word. One. So one of a kind, you think? I'd like to hope so. I think so. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy it. Nice, huh?